Regardless of how we find ourselves in the world of divorce, the one thing we have complete control over is how we behave from here on out. We have two choices. One is to remain stuck in the stories, the anger and pain. And the other is to take a breath, adjust our sail to the wind, and work harder than ever before to create a new story for our children, for ourselves, and for the world around us. It's your choice, your work, but I'll be in your corner. Welcome to In Your Corner Divorce Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. Today, I have the privilege of talking with a woman who is a stranger to me now, but I imagine in about 15 minutes or so, will feel like an old friend. Jennifer Butler, thank you for courageously agreeing to share your story. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So will you share with the listeners how you ended up on this podcast? Um, we are in a group on Facebook together okay. and you just posted that you needed, um, some people to volunteer to tell their story to you and to everyone yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. So what I love about that is, first of all, you're the first of all. So I have a lot of interviews with people I know that are divorcees mm-hmm. and a lot of professionals. So people can hear like the things that are important to focus on, to have this goal mm-hmm. of like reframing our life and starting over and not harming our children. And then I have you, and this is what I love about you coming on here is a long time ago, I read this really cool thing that I ended up asking a bunch of people I know what their thoughts were, which is this guy said, if you had one hour at Harvard University pre-COVID to stand on a stage in front of some of the brightest people in the world and teach them five life lessons you've learned, what would they be? And it really made me think. And the first life lesson that came to my mind was that everyone has a story. And what I love about what we get to do here right now is you get to share yours. And what I know for a fact is that there's something in your story that's going to help someone that's listening that you might never Mm -hmm. even meet. And I right. love that about our stories. So let's get to it. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. So tell me about your first marriage. My first marriage was like my starter marriage. It was in and out. Um, I did not learn much from that marriage. I was way too young. I was only 20, 23 or 24 when we got married. We rushed through it there were red flags in the first marriage also. What were your red flags? Anger, anger mm-hmm. issues, um, a little bit of secret keeping that, you know, at the time seemed like no big deal. Um, and just a little bit of movement on my own moral compass to kind mm. of flow with him. Um, but what kept me in it was his family. Mm. His family, um, accepted me as their daughter. They were great Christians. His sister was a great young girl. Um, and, and I think I just kind of let that make up for what was missing. Right. In in our relationship as time went on, Mm -hmm. but that's not really the most, uh, my first marriage isn't the one that I thought we were going to talk about. No, it's not. I want to get to it. I just wanted to start with that. So tell me about the marriage you want to talk about. Okay. Well, first, I want to say my first husband is still a great friend of mine. He's okay, a great, great guy. He's a father now. And we moved on to people that um, 
he moved on to someone that was more fitting for him. I moved on to. And you did not have children with your first husband. We did not have children together. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the one that you had children with. Okay. So my second marriage was to uh, Will. I met him at my office. He was a friend of a coworker. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just kind of hit it off pretty quickly, but there were definitely red flags from day one red flags. Give me some of them. Well, first of all, when my mom met him, my mom said, y'all don't need a match. That is not going to work. And, and I'm very close to my family. So that should have held a whole lot more weight than I wanted. What do you think she saw that didn't match? His moral compass, um, being almost non-existent, Mm -hmm. um, family, not, not really being important to him. I, I think he's a good pretender, a good manipulator, so I think he knew what he needed to show me, mm-hmm. but um, for my mom, it just didn't pass the vibe test. You know, she was like, no, not it. But you didn't want to but, listen to her because you wanted. No, yeah. Because I thought I was old enough to make my own decisions. By this time I had already been medically discharged from the army. I mean, I just thank thought. Thank you for you your know, service. Oh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, you know, I knew what I was doing. You know, you reach at the third, you reach 30 and you think, yep, I know what I'm doing. I don't yeah, need I anyone's this. help. But um, he was a liar from the get-go, unfortunately. He still is to this day. Spoiler alert. That doesn't change. (laughs) Um, He would disappear. And then very – I had my own apartment. I had – I actually worked two jobs. um, And my second job was more for just the friendships I had there. Like, my friends actually worked there. And we had such a blast. And we made great money. So there was no need not to have two. But I had my own apartment and he just kind of slid in out of nowhere. And then he was spending the night with me and then every, all of his stuff was there. And so I started to pull back. And then that's when he said, why don't, why don't we really formally move in together? And I talked to my parents about it and they're like, you know what, if you really feel like that's what you're supposed to do, then we want you to do it, you know? So we did, um, he used a, a nice home to kind of sway me, you know, back into the relationship manipulation. Um, and we talked about having children. That's like my life goal. It was my life goal right. to be a mother, a wife and a mom. You got That's this dream really and yeah. he's filling check, 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 yes. home, yes. check, family, check. Yeah. Right. So it's you ignore the like, things that you can't, you don't want to focus on because that will keep you away from what you want. Right. Exactly. And, and he knew he, he swayed my friends a lot. Also, like I told my very best friend, I'm like, listen, Jana, I'm breaking up with him. Like, it's just not, it's too much. You know, I want to enjoy my life more and he's just moving in and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but Jen, you're so happy. I mean, you should give it a chance. And I was like, well, you know what, maybe, maybe, cause I am closed minded. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, maybe I should. And then, you know, then, okay, so when I was 16, I, have, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Mm-hmm. I was told at 16, right after surgery, that I would never have children, okay? At 16, that was, I mean, it was heartbreaking. And it's something, at 16, I knew, like, my life goal was to be a mom. And so that was really hard. Um, but anyway, I... 
I, um, because of endometriosis, you get really bad cramps every month. And so I was seeing a new doctor and she said, listen, birth control pills have come such a way, you know, since you've been on them. Why don't we just try them for like three months? See if we can do a little bit of internal cleaning is what she called it. And I was like, fine, you know, no problem. Well, the first month, my body reacted the same way to the birth control pills. And I was like, no more. Mm -hmm. And then I was pregnant. I actually, <laughs> I, I wasn't feeling good. Like, you know, any, all moms know, you just are not feeling right. And um, I was 34. And um, so I got off of work. And I found a pregnancy test stuck in between the seat of my car. One little in out of the box. Okay. Just in the foil, no expiration date. I have no idea how old it was, <laughs> but I was like, okay, let me just take a test. Cause that way I can eliminate no, that. Problem. And not be worried. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. in the back, Cause you wanted that, but you needed to make it not be that. Yeah. Right. So I went in, I took my pregnancy test. I went inside. I got a beer because Obviously, I'm never getting pregnant. <laughs> and I took my beer, I, I opened it, drank a swallow, sat down, did the business, laid it there, drank some more beer, and then just went back for some reason, I don't know why, to glance at it, and it was positive. And I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. I still smoked cigarettes back then. I even went outside and called my mom and smoked a cigarette. And she's like, Jennifer, you can't smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know, I know, I'm not going to. But, <laughs> but so that set me, I mean, that set me on the path that I wanted to be on. And I think from that point on, it was just kind of tunnel vision. Yeah. Nothing outside. Because you were finally getting this dream that you were actually yeah. told you were not going to have. Right. Right. But, but I never gave up on it. I always thought that I would get my child or children through adoption yeah. or something of that sort, you know. But no, once I was pregnant, it was like tunnel vision. And there were signs all along the way when you look back. Um, when I had to be induced with my first child, who's now nine. Mm -hmm. Um, we went in at like nine o'clock at night. They put the medicine in around midnight, three o'clock in the morning. I started having contractions. So I woke him up and I told him and about 9am is when my midwife and my mom and my sister got there. And so he said, I'm going to run home and get a shower, da, da, da. And I was like, okay, you know, because right. my mom and my sister were there and I was, I was about right. to have I'm a baby. Just, I'm just I mean, father, right? right. <laughs> but, um, I, I wound up having my epidural with my sister holding me. Mm -hmm. Um, no one so could get in touch with so them. So telling, right? Yeah. But he, he finally showed back up. He pretended like he had been there the whole time. He didn't know why anyone was worried about where he was or anything. Um, we brought, we brought Oscar home. Mm. Things went well. Um, when Oscar was about six months old, I felt the same kind of way. So I took a test and I was pregnant again. And that's when I really, that pregnancy was hard, but that's when like things were very noticeable, like sex life, life was off. Um, coming home was off. What he was doing at, while he was home was off. Everything was just And weird. all those inner voices you were hearing yes. in yourself, you know, like, this is not right. But it's also yeah. like, you've got, 
this baby and this new baby and you're like <laughs> if i tell people what this is what's going on it's mm. gonna it's gonna be horrible like i can't mm. i can't acknowledge this because i don't want to no. break what we have right and with and and so i started confronting him when i had a two-week-old at home yeah so i have a 15 month old <laughs> and a two-week-old at home you're like by myself you? yeah and um and I said, I, I even said to him, I said, some, some, you're, you're cheating on me. I just know it. And, but then I'd say, Jen, it's just these hormones getting back to normal. And so I'd always talk myself down. Wait, but can we I just say this. something? Isn't sure. it so interesting that your voice, your inner voice knew the truth mm -hmm. and you, you had another voice inside you that tried to talk you out of yeah. what was true oh, yeah. because we don't trust ourselves. But I think I, as we get yes. older and walk mm -hmm. through this hard stuff, we go, no, we need to listen to that voice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's our compass. I think our compass yes. has a voice. Yes. And, Me too. and we, the more we listen to it, the louder and more normal it becomes. But so you're confronting him and you're confronting him. Yeah. So I confront him and this went on like weeks, like probably four weeks. And then, then I don't remember the exact conversation, but it just pushed me like, okay, I'm sure it was me going like hormones, hormones, right. just chill out. Everything's fine. He's working hard, blah, blah, blah. But, um, so then my landlord called me while I was shopping with my children and my mom. And she said, Jennifer, we have not received your rent. Mm. And I said, I'm sorry. We have not received it. I said, but Will paid it. No, no. Okay. So I said, okay, well, let me call him. So I call him and I'm like, hey, she just called me and she says, you haven't paid the rent. He's like, that's not true. Of course I paid the rent. And I'm like, okay. So, and they're older people. So I thought, well, maybe she just lost it or something. Well, no, she was adamant. And it was two months rent, not just one month rent. So, Wait, I have a question. At this point, are you not at all part of the financial scene? Are you not looking? Not at, at all. Yeah. He's got that. You got the kids. So you're not, you don't mm -hmm. know what's happening in the accounts. Listen, you don't know nothing. At this point, I didn't even have my own debit card. When I needed gas, he you met me at the gas station. Wow. I didn't even get his debit card. Wow. Yeah. So. So wait, when you got that call. Did that mm -hmm. start that voice again? And then oh, yeah. you go home and you're like, I need to see stuff. And I told him, I said, you need to come home and you need to bring me all of the receipts you have for all of the rent because we need to get this figured out. At this point, I knew that he was lying to me. I just knew it. And my you mom could feel it. it. My mom, yeah. I knew yeah. it. My, and mom said, Jennifer, she's, she's, they have plenty of property. She wasn't going to lose a rent check, much less two. Right. You know? And she even apologized to me. She said, I don't want to call you because I know you have a newborn at home. You know, I know you're busy. And I was like, no, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I, be I bet it felt like the bottom fell out for you at that moment. It did. It did. Because, you know, hormones are still right. crazy. And, you know? and you've got like, now it's like, once you know the tooth fairy is not real, you can't pretend <sighs> it's not real. So there's no more like sitting down at night after the kids no. are in bed and pretending. No. It's, no. we have to deal with this massive elephant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happened so when I you told him, him I said, I, I expect you to bring me the receipts. At this point, I went from nice little meek wife, just being led by the nose to mama bear putting my yeah. foot down. Cause you got I two said, little babies to take care of. Two babies. 
two babies and this lady saying our rent hasn't been paid for two for months. Two months. How, how are you going to come up with two months of rent? If I mean, why didn't you pay it to begin with? Right. But but what are you doing with your money? Knows. Yeah. Right. So I said, don't come home without the receipts from the rent being paid. Well, then he had to come home and he said, I know they're in my office. We'll go find them. Do you want me to come and help you? No, no. And he got, he disappears for like an hour and still doesn't have receipts. So I said, okay, j now I need for you to admit that you're lying, that you have not paid the rent. And then we figure out how to fix it. So he, he did finally say, well, I, I paid it, but maybe they've lost it or something else. So well, still that's lying. fine. If that's yeah. true, then right. we can get the money so you back. kind you of know? play Give with that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, and, and I was raised by a police officer and my mom was one of those moms. You're that, an investigator. Yeah. By, yeah. by family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, he, we, ba we had to leave. I mean, we were basically evicted. Almost, yeah. And so luckily my parents lived very close to us and, and allowed graciously allowed us to come and live with them. Um, and we did you did ever that. get an explanation of what he had done with the money? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. We moved in with mom and dad. Um, we had been there about a week. We were two days away from Oscar's second birthday party with his parents coming, obviously my parents, my family coming to the birthday party. And, um, I, I left out that I would check his phone. Like, I'm not like that, but I would check when he'd go in the shower. Sometimes I'd check something his, um, inside of you was yeah. telling you, I, I need to find, I need to get to the bottom yeah. of it because he's not going to tell me. So yeah. I would check his call log. I would check his text. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So, and this is from when Ennis was born, when I thought something was going on yeah. up until now we're at Oscar almost turning two. So we had made it like five months or more. And, um, so that morning I woke up super early with a bug in my brain and I'm mm -hmm. like, he needs to get in the shower because I'm going to go through his emails this time. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where it was. He was on Craigslist. And he was paying people to meet him. And so that's where all your rent money went. Yeah. Yeah. He was paying women, men, gay men, and transvestites to meet him. And he was working out of town during the week with, with his local job. Um, but I would pack his clothes for the week. I would also pack him some cold beers in there and little individual snacks and super sweet notes and all of these things. And I, I have to, I still assume to this day, I'm not going to say have to, I still assume and believe to this day, those snacks I sent out of my pantry, those beers I took out of my fridge, those Cokes I sent, he was sharing with strangers. Yeah. Not that his were wife, doing me wrong. Not his partner, right? Yeah. So what happened after you got those emails? What'd you do? Okay. So I lost my mind and <laughs> I wanted to hit him. Obviously right. I never did. I still haven't. I, yeah. I, I have learned restraint, yes. but, um, so I try to talk to him and at first he just lied and said, no, that's not true. I haven't been cheating on you, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had looked at these emails all day and I had even talked to one of the transvestites on the telephone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, and I found out exactly what he had been doing. I mean, it was in black and white from mm -hmm. his email account, you know, it was obvious. And so that night or the next night, he finally said, yes, I did. I cheated on you. Well, why? He still says that um, he cheated with transvestites because he was curious about it. But we all know, like, if you're curious, like, if you've never had Dr. Pepper and you think you might like it, you <laughs> taste it. And then you like it or you don't, but you don't keep going back if you but don't you're like also it. married in a monogamous right. relationship. And, Dr. Dr. Pepper is and there's nothing your wrong with transvestites or gays or boys no. or girls. Uh, but when mm -hmm. you're married and you have two little babies and your promise to each other is we're going to be right. married and we're going to raise children together and I'm not going to lie and I'm going to pay our rent. And be a monogamous. Broken. Yeah, I just want to say outright, like, I um, I have had my moments in my life where I tried what I wanted to try. There was nothing wrong with that. Then yeah. there's still yeah. nothing wrong with it now. I have lesbians in my family, yeah. and I have gay men in my family, yeah. and I love them to the I'm moon so and back and would do anything. Love is love it's love not love about the person. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the person being a transvestite, only being a transvestite in as much as it was never discussed as an interest in our marriage. Forget that. Like, yeah, it's just forget, forget who, right? It's just, right. We, we made the decision to be married. And yeah. when we did that, we said we were not going to be with anyone else. Right. That we were going to take care of each other and there was going to be trust. And right. I'm going to pay these bills and you're going to do <laughs> And it doesn't yeah. even matter. I'm sure throughout the process, you got to a place where you're like, it doesn't even matter because my trust and my heart and my family was broken. Right. Right. And, and on top of that, if, if that is what he's interested in, more power to him. I'm happy for you if that's what you like, but why are you with me? What was really hard for me to get to the bottom of or to fight my feelings about was I did not even have the ability to satisfy or make him happy. So you went to the place and I, I'm not saying this in an accusatory way. I acknowledge, I hear this a lot with clients. You went to a mm -hmm. place where you made it about what you were not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what breaks my heart. And I'm sure you're not yeah. anymore, but like no. that's what happens in infidelity. And I, and I have mm -hmm. a lot of, communication with people that experience that is that right. the first place we go to yeah. is why, why am I not so in my my first marriage there wasn't infidelity but there was he didn't want to be physically with me mm -hmm. the way that I was hoping and mm -hmm. I only went to myself what is wrong yeah with you, right why don't you want to be with me <sighs> And it's such a shame that we do that to ourselves and I think the majority of women do it yeah men so, maybe but I don't know going my god thank you universe for this extremely painful experience right i only want to be with someone who chooses me as is right right and she's right only me. so right. what are you doing after that day after the email day after email gate happens what do you okay do? so then i went into panic oh, it's all coming right for the birthday oh, right oh right so okay. i i t i'll call his mother and I'm like, I do not know what is wrong with your son and why he is doing this, but you need to help me fix it. And she said, okay, I'll have his dad call him and figure out what's going on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, they never called him. And they came to my child's second birthday and acted like I had done something wrong. Oh, oh my gosh. Those people still to this day, I, I still oh. want to slap her too. I would never would, but 
so she that party must have been real fun yeah that party was done and over in record time okay. there has not been a yep <laughs> say hey kiss everyone take pictures eat your cake goodbye thank you for coming i mean it was we so we even opened gifts out? at home um no no i never did I never did. I'm such an idiot. I mean, you know, once you go through your healing process and yeah. you wish, you, you so wish, you like lay in bed or I do like, lay in bed. And I think, Dang it. I should have said, get your house out of here and don't ever come back. But I didn't. I said, we have to fix our marriage. We have two little children here and we have got to go to counseling. Okay. Yeah, I did. So, yeah. At first, he was totally willing. I mean, the manipulation never stops. So we agree, okay, to go to our pastor for counseling, which I think is a great thing because, you know, we're going to do the right thing. Well, we go there and, and Dan tells us, you know, what you need to do is pray together out loud every night. Um, if Jennifer wants to go through your phone at this point, you should give her the right to do that. If she ever, you know, needs to know where you are, you need to assure of where you are, blah, 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 blah. Very simple things. I mean, nothing difficult. Yeah. So that went well for about one week. <laughs> and then he was really hemming and hawing over praying out loud for me. So I know for sure, without a doubt, that if I have another person in my life we will pray out loud together or it won't go anywhere maker. so mm -hmm. what, what's so important yeah. about that i want to highlight here for anyone who's listening because i truly believe that the darkness and the scars and pain that we've gone through actually we get to become empowered by them so instead of making yeah. it negative you say the next person that's going to be in my life will be somebody who's willing to do this not someone yeah. who's not willing to do it someone who is willing to do it you put right. that positivity out there and it's because you have gotten to a place where you love yourself. You're like, no, this is what I want. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing he's not even willing to do the bare minimum. Yeah. So I say to him, okay, why? And he's like, I don't know. I just feel so uncomfortable. Just be as excuses. You know what I mean? And so then, um, so then I tried to be accepting of that because I really, really needed for my children not to come from a broken home. That is literally so that all was like what was stuck in your mind more yes. than anything. You had this idea. Yeah. I do not want them to be yeah. in a divorced family. Yeah. I, I, I just, because can I ask it, you a question? Sure. What did you know of as divorce before you went through it? Not much. I mean, my parents are still together. His same, parents same. are still together. Um, I didn't have any friends with broken homes. But you must have had a reason that you didn't want that. Like for me, my reason was okay. on TV, I saw that like the kids always feel like miserable and it messes them yeah. up and there's always fighting and they can't stand each other. And I didn't want that. Okay. I have two, two um, really good reasons why I just couldn't see it being okay for me and my okay. children. Okay. One, my sister had gone through a super nasty divorce in court, out of court, losing her children, getting her children just craziness, total craziness. And my children had seen it too. They were completely freaked out by that. They were terrified by that. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Understandable. And, and Will is not, not a person that I ever trusted alone with the children. Um, before I even knew about that, but because he didn't pay attention, he just wasn't like a hands-on father. I just couldn't 
and never felt comfortable leaving him with the babies. And then once the cheating happened, I had in my mind for a really long time, and, and I really mean year, years, I had this in my mind. He was not allowed in the bathroom during bath time. He was not allowed to help potty train my children. You were feeling unsafe. Because I just boys. didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, what I thought was, if I'm not even sure what turns him on, right. and he can't tell me for sure what turns him on, then then how do I know it's not children? What a and horrible feeling as a mother. It, it, it I was can't horrible. even imagine. So tell so that me means, when you went through the divorce. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those two things. Yeah, that's, I get kept it. Me from what it. finally made you get to the place where you're like, I can't do this anymore? Um, he did it. Okay, let's hear it. He did it. He, well, um, I think he tried to like pry me up for it, uh, for a little while. Like one day in our, we were having a bad day, which most days were bad. We argued, we didn't get along. I was so angry with him. I had so much anger inside of me. I pretty much just couldn't even stand the side of him. So right. you know how that goes. Everyone yeah. knows that feeling. Yeah. So that's how I treated him basically. Right. Um, and same for him. I don't think he could really stand the side of me either, which right. I don't blame him. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. So one day in the closet, he said, would you feel better if we got divorced? Would you be happier if we got divorced? He and wanted said, to make it about you. Yeah. 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 And I said, absolutely not. Cause you didn't uh, want to please shut that. I'm not done. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't, I didn't want it. You know, I didn't yeah. want it for my kids and I was not ready to, I was not ready to know that I could do it. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So then, so then about a year later, I guess it was almost a year later, we celebrated our um, nine year anniversary of being married. We did that over the weekend with our children. We had a great weekend. Everyone got along. There was no arguing, no nothing. He left uh, this whole time. He's worked out of town Monday through Friday and only came home on the weekends. Um, and so he left. He left uh, Sunday night and um, Monday afternoon, we were FaceTiming about something and he told me on FaceTime that he wanted to separate mm -hmm. with my child. My child was standing right off the camera. So my youngest heard it. So I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I don't feel good about it. That's not what I want. Y'all please go in there. Okay. Can I just okay. say something? Sure. I love so much that we get to hear each other, like tell our children to hold on because that's yes. what this is about. Like nobody gets it. There is no perfect anymore. And there was never a right. perfect. But the fact no. that we get to say like, hold on one second, my kid and my dog are barking in the other room. Right. It's because we're real humans that are trying to live our life the best we can. So I love that. So he tells you on FaceTime, wonderful. Yeah. I want to get a divorce. <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm like, no. And then two days, so we're texting all of that. Uh, we discuss counseling. He's okay with counseling. Um, my parents lived with us at the time. He told me he thought that was part of our problem. My parents in the home. So I needed to ask them to leave and then we could work on our marriage. So I had that very hard conversation of asking my parents to leave. Especially after they uh, gave you a home when he yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> So um, then a couple days later, so I told him, okay, they're moving out. This is the plan, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay. So then a couple days later, he said, well, I still don't want to work on things, even though you, you've just asked your parents to move. So my kids lost their dad and, and their Nana grandparents. And Papa. Yeah. Wow. 
So, um, that must've been so painful. It was, that was like, those weeks were some of the hardest of my life. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like when I think back on them, um, they were super hard, but I kept it together. Like my parents helped me keep it together. My faith helped me. My kids definitely were number one. Uh, somehow I was just able to, but I made him come home. I was not going to be the one to destroy by my yourself. <laughs> right. So I made him come home. I said, you come home and you tell them, we're going to tell them together. Yeah. So we did. We told Can them. Can I ask I you mean, a question before you get into that? Mm-hmm. What would you say to the Jennifer that, was going through that painful time for the Jennifer you are today, what advice would you give her during that painful time? To just keep her chin up because you're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah. Because when I hear you talking about it and I hear so many, not just women, men and women in relationships where they're not being valued, their Mm -hmm. worth is not seen. They're fighting Mm -hmm. so hard for someone to see them. Yeah. And they don't realize that it's better to be alone than it is to be with someone who can't see them. And by the way, I don't know if you're on Instagram, but I just found this person Mm -hmm. called breakup healer on Instagram, who is literally my new God. And I'm like, Oh my God, I I want to like pray at your temple because the words that come out of this, I I imagine it's a woman, but I can't, I'm pretty sure are so empowering. Like, you yeah. will never have to go back to a place again where someone mm-hmm. breaks up with you on FaceTime, tells you to get rid of people in your life, lies and steals and cheats because you it happens one time for us again and we're like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Because we won't ever we won't put up with it again because no. we, we see our worth. No. So you're yeah. going through that painful time. You yeah. how does a divorce go for you guys? Well, we're still not legally divorced. I don't know what the oh, holdup is. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. We actually just had another argument about that today. He brought up that his girlfriend would would like that also, and I said, "Well, it'd be better if my husband wasn't living with another woman." But you know, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, are you guys using um, a mediator? Do you each have your own lawyer? No, we no none of that. We have done everything on our own, and honestly, from for all of this, for how bad it all sounds, we co-parent amazingly well. Tell me we about really your co-parenting wins. Okay, um, well, <clears throat> so we're both from North Carolina. When after um, our separation, uh, my family had moved down to Florida, so I. Me and the boy, I talked to Will about it first, and, and he agreed with me. So the boys and I moved down here to Florida. He wanted the support. Wanted to be with my family, you know. Yeah. I, I needed that. I felt like that was yeah. good yeah. for the boys and for me. And so a new it was start a is really awesome. A yeah. new start is great. Mm-hmm. So we came down here. We, we worked that out on our own, Will and I. We worked out the monetary compensation on our own, a fair amount that we both thought was fair. Um, time frame, you know, I've never limited his time with our children and I never will. I have no reason to do that. No matter what I feel about him has nothing to do with how the kids should feel about him. Um, even when I'm not, I only have two rules for my clients Two. Mm -hmm. One is you're never allowed to say anything negative about your, about their parent in front of them ever, ever, ever. It's, I've actually heard from professionals that it's considered to be child abuse because that is their parent. Yeah. And that is crushing. So that is super hard. We shut that down. Even if we hear other people saying it. And then the other is 
pre-COVID, when there's actual <laughs> events like plays and sporting events and concerts, we, you mm -hmm. show up and you sit in the same section so your kids only have to look in one direction to find yeah. And if you can't do that, then you don't even have interest, right? Think about it. Like, right. think about Oscar if he was playing baseball and he finally got a hit. And mm -hmm. he's so proud and he looks up for that two seconds. You don't mm -hmm. want him to look over there and then look over there. Right. right. In one section, you're in a public place. Nothing's going to be harmed. You can right. sit in the same section. Yeah. And let me tell you, what I did was what I all of my decisions, I have made them by solely thinking about how my children will feel now and in 20 years. Good. And about all of the mistakes I saw made by my sister and how it affected her children and still affects them to this day. And I've tried to do the exact opposite of it. Yes. Because so it's we've, so we've, important. It's, oh my God, it's so important. It's so important. There's they nothing. They didn't choose this. They didn't choose no. to have this. So our job is to keep our emotional junk from yeah. them, yeah. deal with it with adults that are not emotionally affected, get rid of it, yeah. and find yeah. a new dream for ourselves and write a new chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And if we just knew from that moment that divorce is said and decided on, if we just knew in our hearts for sure that that was possible, it would make things so much better. It's because of guess, fear. There's so much fear. Mm -hmm. There is. And, and I was fear-driven for a while. Well, how could you not be? I mean, yeah. everything you dreamt about was broken. Yeah. And, and literally, it was just... Can I share something with you? Yes, I'd love and it. It's something that's uncomfortable for people to hear, but I want to always share this because I think it's important. My, mm -hmm. um, I, I, another guest told me she calls her ex her husband instead of her husband because oh, her ex, her ex, right. ex sounds like mean. So yeah. my husband considers <laughs> our marriage to be a failure. And mm -hmm. I refuse to use that word about it because I, we have three beautiful boys that came from yes. that marriage and yes. while the husband and wife deal didn't work out the way we wanted it to mm -hmm. well, the truth is the way both of us want to nobody goes into this and is like i'd like to have a miserable life and a right. divorce right right that i never want anyone especially my children to consider their parents marriage to be a failure because they right. were the sole result of that marriage and i I think our marriage was a wild success. And yeah. what is unfortunate is that we, we don't get to be with our kids all the time and they don't get to have that story. But I mm -hmm. refuse to call it that mm -hmm. because it's not. You have two miracles that you were told yes. you were not going to have, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds yeah. like you're kicking butt as a co-parent. We, we really are. I mean, I, I mean, I would, I brag on us any chance I get. And let me tell you, my sister has said to both of us so many times, I'm very proud of y'all, very proud of what y'all have been able to do, what you've been able to put aside and make it good for the kids. I mean, I, so I live down here. Will has since moved with his girlfriend and her four children to Texas. Okay. So they live in Texas. Honestly, I know nothing. I know his girlfriend's first name and I know the ages of her children, but we don't interact with them. My children stay with me 100% of the time. Okay. They spend, their dad is down for a week. He will see them all day, every day. So he He'll comes to them. He comes to them yeah. and they spend the night with me every night. That's what works best for us. That's yes. what everyone agreed on. And so that's what we do. Um, 
but Will has a key to my house. Mm -hmm. Will has a code on my alarm system. Will comes and goes in my home as he pleases. He comes over when, when he's in town to visit boys. He comes over every morning. He lets me know when he'll be here. Um, we've even set the alarm up. So when he leaves at night, I'm already in bed. He sets he the alarm. It. Mm -hmm. yeah. it sounds and like you're better co-parents than you were husband and wife. 100%. Yeah. Before 100%. we go, because we our time is almost up, I want to ask you something. Okay. Will you talk? Because I'm like you. I could talk to you forever. Tell me what your be still tattoo is. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, I love that one. And how come you got that? Um, it was, I got this in the past year and a half yeah. during separation, divorce, whatever you want to call it. To give you the um, courage. Yeah, it's just my, my reminder on my forearm every day that I just, when things get tough, yeah. that's where I need to lean be on. Be still. Like, uh, yep, just So be can I still. show you? I have so many, but I have one right here, and it just says, uh -huh. God has you. Yes. I forget. I'm like Dory from Finding Nemo, and <laughs> I'm swimming, I'm swimming. Oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I'm so afraid. How are we gonna... And then... Oh yeah, God has you. And then I'm right. okay. And then I forget. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? And I have to remember mm -hmm. like you, be still, God mm -hmm. has you. Yeah, it's really Can important. I just tell you like mm -hmm. what a gift you are and your story is to so many listeners and how you can sit down with a complete stranger and find such mm -hmm. common beauty. I want to thank okay. you for your courage. Oh gosh, yes. Listen, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with you. You're able to pull the hard facts no, out. You, know, you were very me. honest and courageous. Yeah. I, yeah. I, listen, I always try and be honest. If we can't be honest, we need to be quiet because there's no I reason to put that. any more lies into the world. I love you know? that. And you know what? I want you to stay in touch because if you stay okay. true to what your deepest heart's desire is and do not mm -hmm. settle for anything less than what you deserve, you're going to have mm -hmm. a beautiful love story that I want you to send me pictures about. You know what? I'd love to do that. Okay. I'm just you know, opening my heart to it. It's not God hasn't really put it no, on me strongly. You tell the universe, you say, when it is your time, I am ready. I will not settle for anything less. And I want you to know something. The mm -hmm. universe is going to give you opportunities to see red flags again. And you're going to get to choose. And the universe can go, yep. God's going to go, are you ready? Or do mm -hmm. you want to have another person that's going to lie to you? When you hear that voice, are you going to listen to it? He said yeah. he's not going to pray with you. Are you okay with that? Nope. And then you get to make that decision, that inner decision yep. again. Yep. Which is exciting. It's it very is. liberating to come out on the other side like this and make the choice to be ready. Make the choice. Do I want to see someone? Do I not? Am I interested yes. or not? It's fun. It's, it's neat still. to be here. Yeah. Be it's good. Thank you so much thank for your time. You. Listen, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me share my story. This was I so hope awesome. it reaches who it's supposed to reach. It will. It and will. Someone, I, I hope really someone's did. listening that is in a similar situation that is going to go, you yeah. know what? I would rather be alone than be treated this yeah. way. Because it's so much better. You yeah. can lay down at night and know you don't have to argue. Your kids are happier. I mean, it's just better. You can make it through anything you want to. I love that. Go, you go give those boys a big hug from Carly. Okay. okay. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. you. Too. For any listeners who would like to go deeper into my story, check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, available in paperback, audio, or digital. Oh.